everyone. Welcome back to the Fantastic Duo Show. Now, this is the Fantastic Duo Show, but today we have a very special guest. Before I get into that, I want to introduce my host and co-host, or however you want to look at it, Mr. <laughs> Steve Cardenas. What's up, Steve? What's up, crew? How's everybody doing? Good? Doing excellent. And today we have a very special guest, longtime friend of Steve Cardenas. And uh, another surreal moment for me, somebody who I watched when I was younger. Uh, I don't know if that makes you feel any older there, Mr. <laughs> Hawkins, but I got the one and only uh, former Mr. Ryan Steele and, and many other uh, entities. Uh, Brad Hawkins. What's up, Brad? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. The fabulous, yeah. fabulous trio show today. Yeah, now right. The, the, fantastic, the fantastic trio show today. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. So, uh, you know, let's start off with uh, how, how everyone's doing. Uh, Steve, how's uh, how's your, your week been treating you? You know, um, we have one episode down. This is our second one. You know, things are moving and grooving. And, you know, look at you. You have a headset on now. You know, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you're, yeah, uh, you know, I you know? got to do a little upgrades, you know, and Next week, you're going to see all kinds of other cool stuff, you know. We'll probably set up some microphones and we'll set up some cool backgrounds and stuff like that so we can always have cool stuff going on besides the door in my background, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be upgrading both ends here. And uh, Brad, uh, how are you doing, man? How's, that, how's uh, lockdown treating you? I mean, I know things are a little bit different down in, in Texas, right? Like you guys are pretty much now free to do much like you know yeah i think we're a little more free than the rest of the nation it seems like and i'm i'm you know some places rest of the world but uh texas says you know we've been uh we've been pretty pretty fortunate um i think we you know we we gave every we gave everybody time to do a lockdown but um um it's really crippled the economy and it's a big you know they're in my business and i'm sure it's pretty much happening in other businesses too as well but i'm paying more attention to the restaurant and bar business that i'm i'm a part of i'm a restaurant and bar owner here in texas so um so i pay attention to that you know that uh that area of business more so than anything else and uh you know we had to all close our doors i mean all restaurants and all bars closed down so you know after a couple of weeks i just basically we got a chance to get our team together and uh we we were approved for some of the uh, government funded loans so we were very fortunate to, um, oh, to yeah, have that. That's good. Yeah, and once that happened, I was able to bring my entire team back—the ones that felt comfortable, that wanted to come back and work and be around. You know, if they were comfortable being out in public, one and being around other people, um, they could come back. And we just started digging in and just really deep cleaning and remodeling and refacing um, all of the restaurants, so they got a chance to come in and not only get paid to work and they didn't have to stay on unemployment, but they got to really come in and dig in and kind of be a part of the remodel for a lot of our places. So we, uh, we got to get out of our houses before we went, you know, stir crazy and, and, uh, you know, just get in and, and really get the places up and running them. So now tomorrow, as of tomorrow, uh, bars are allowed to open again in the uh, state of Texas. So we're excited. And the fact that I live right down the street from your bar, Brad, I will yeah. probably be going there and checking it out. You know, yeah, we got, well, it's all brand new. I mean, everything we did just, you know, remodeled new paint, new, um, new tables and chairs. And we upgraded the patio. And I mean, I, I was out there every day, me and my girlfriend and my staff and everything. And we were just, you know, sanders and nail guns and paint and just, you know, having a good time, but it was, they got, their stamp on the place that when you come back in, you get to come back into Shakerton's and Austin Ranch, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's new. They did that. That's cool." They, you know, so it looks like we put some time into it. And that's every right. and everything's coated with the uh, COVID guard, like the Scotch guard across stuff. <laughs> Man, I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough. Every time Dang, you turn around, that would be a good idea. you come come up with a Scotch guard for the COVID. Uh, it's so hard, man. It's it's like. One, with social media out there, you just don't know. As soon as you hear one thing, it gets contradicted in another report or another post. And I'm just like, I'm so fed up with it. I mean, it's like, who's right? Who's wrong? What's what's the right thing to do? What's the wrong thing to do? I mean, I just, every day it turns on a dime and goes in a different direction. So truthfully, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I trust some of the doctors that I've been in touch with, some of my good friends here in Dallas that are prominent doctors that are treating patients. I trust what they say, but uh, I'm staying away as much as I can from social media. And it just seems like it's a contest on who can feed you the, you know, the fake news. The right. Quite honestly, you know, I've, I've, I've been doing the same. I've just been avoiding like watching the news because it's just a nonstop 24 yeah. hour dump of all. It really is. You know, coronavirus yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. And it, it, I mean, there's only so much you can take of that, you know? Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I tuned out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what I did. I um I got really good, and I'm not gonna say I got really good at it, but um 
I started waking up super early in the morning because we were getting to bed a lot earlier because, you know, we weren't staying up until two and three in the morning with the bars. So we were able to get to bed at a decent time. And so I found myself getting up earlier in the mornings. Well, the gym isn't open, so you can't go to the gym. And uh, I found myself just watching uh, a lot of, you know, Squawk on the Street and Wall Street and a lot of MSNBC and, you know, really getting into stocks and right. just watching things because after March, you know, was it March 13th, everything tanked. And I was like, man, it seems like a great time to get in on, you know, on some stocks. So I really just started watching every morning, like clockwork, I'd be up for opening bell and just, you know, started playing around with some stocks. It was kind of fun, so you, you know, seeing everything. So you mean but, to tell me Brad became a day trader? I'm so. a day trader, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, give, give I've, I've, had some, I've had some winners and I've had some, oh, what the hell was that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I, uh, yeah, I scooped up some stuff that I thought was really, you know, a steal. And uh, some, you know, it's, it's fun. It gave me something to do during the day. There's no sports. I can't go to work. Right. You know, there's no gym. So I was just like, man, what can I do to really just keep the learning machine going and try to learn something that I'm not really, you know, good at or comfortable with. And that was one thing I was like, it's right in front of me every morning and hearing what's going on in the financial world was really exciting because I felt like that was probably the most pure form of news that I was getting. Right. You know, from from just from uh, knowing what's going on in the financial world. So and um, that became my new obsession. I was just like, oh, this is cool. I feel like I picked up another trait. Interesting, that's awesome. man. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I, I, I didn't know that was going on with you, man. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the podcast here. Now we let everyone know that, you know, you can hit up Brad Hawkins Incorporated and, you know, you can get all yeah. your stocks. In, Sorry, and Brad Hawkins holding. What's it? What's it? Uh, Stratton Oakmont. Remember Stratton yeah, Oakmont that's it. Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> we, that's it. <laughs> Steel, oh Ryan Steele Oakmont or whatever. Ryan, you yeah. Know yeah. Or, yeah. Or, literally. <laughs> so, yeah. Brad, so Brad and Oakmont. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the big reasons why, uh, why we brought Brad, obviously, is because, you know, we do have a, a a, a large fan base around uh, the Saban uh, entities, right? Which are whether it's uh, the Power Rangers or VR Troopers or whatever. And you also have an extensive background in, in other things that you've done from what I've checked out. Um, but before we get into that, uh, into how you got into the whole VR Troopers deal and, and television mm -hmm. is, how, how'd, you, how'd you meet Steve? Like, where'd you guys, how'd you guys hit it off? Uh, okay. So yeah, we can back up to how I got the job in a little bit. Um, but I was on VR troopers and I think it was our first, it was yeah, our first or first, first season. Cause yeah. First season. Because it was second season. Yeah. Cause it was power Rangers second season. And it was my first season, but we were already on set and there was the cast changeover, you know, to you and Karen and, and, uh, Johnny. And, uh, and so, when that happened, I was asking around and they were like, yeah, all the new uh, Power Rangers are all from Dallas. I was like, shut the hell up, right? So I was really the only Texan you know, on, on our set and uh, kind of in that area. So to have, you know, three people coming from my hometown was super cool. It was going to be the, you know, the new, the new characters on Power Rangers. So we hit it off right off, right out the gate. It was just like fellow Texans. Yeah. And, uh, so when, we, really when cool. we first got, when we first got <clears throat> on the set, um, they gave us a tour of the lot that we were on at the Valencia studios where we were filming yep. everything. And the power Rangers uh, set was on the corner and then right yep. next to and the lot right next to uh, ours was the VR trooper. So we went and toured. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I first met Brad and we started talking and it was like, Oh, where are you from? You know, from Dallas. So, oh shit. You know what I mean? It was like, Oh, we, you know, we instantly hit it off and it's been like more than 25 years now, you know, that I've known this wow. guy. Um, and it all stemmed from just a, Oh, you're from Texas. I'm from Texas. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I automatically felt like home because because I, you know, I had just moved to a new state and and uh, yeah. you know was overwhelmed with all kinds of stuff. So to just have somebody that was in a sense familiar, so to speak, yeah. you know, it, it, it definitely uh, helped me feel a lot more comfortable um, yeah. in a time where I was very nerve wracked by the whole thing because I had never done any acting before <laughs> and I'd never, you know, had an experience like this. So it was already overwhelming. So to, so to have somebody sort of like, you know, that came from the same city I was living in and kind of took, you know, took me up, took and threw an arm around me or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, made me feel a lot more comfortable. So I've all, I always appreciated that about yeah, you, Brad. You got it, man. Well, hey, you, you were able to return the favor, what, 20 years later at a Comic-Con, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So, you know, Brad, Brad and I have always been friends, and it's like sometimes we may not talk to each other for a while, but as soon as we 
do meet up. It's like we pick up right where we left off. So I, uh, I was doing a Comic-Con in Dallas, the, uh, um, the Dallas Comic-Con yep. and, uh, or Dallas Fan Expo it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just, you know, meeting fans and stuff. And, uh, you know, I remember I, I had my head down and I'm signing a picture for somebody. And I look up and I see this figure standing in front of me. And he goes, hey, Steve, I don't know if you remember me. I go, what do you mean I don't remember <laughs> you? I was like, what up? So I jumped across yeah. the table, man, and I gave him a big hug. And then uh, we ended up having like a crazy night that night. You know, having yeah. those and stuff. And, you know, Brad, his, you know, he's very much into the, uh, into the, uh, the bar scenes around town because it's, you know, it's what he does. So you know, <laughs> he knows all the great places to go and everything like that. So if you're ever going to be in Dallas, make sure you hit Brad up and be like, hey, listen, <laughs> you know, where's your bar? We're going to pop by and say hi. And, uh, you know, I remember him taking us to, um, what was that place? It looked like a candy store when yeah. you walked in. Um, yeah. just like a little, like a little storefront that looked like a candy yeah. shop. And then truth you and go, alibis. Yeah. Truth and alibis. That's yeah. right. And, uh, yeah. you took us into, uh, and yeah, we went through this little back little entry and the next thing you know, it opens up into this giant humongous, like yeah. little Gothic looking type bar. It was really cool. Yeah. All these cool chandeliers hanging from the ceiling and stuff. I'm yeah. like, wow, this is quite yeah. a speakeasy. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we ended up having a really good time. Yep, that was their version of a speakeasy. It was a candy store up front. If you know the password, then you get into the, yeah, well, that's right, uh, the rest of the bar. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and it's it's pretty good. It's still there. It's going five years now. It's doing wow. still that's still incredible. crushing it, man. Incredible. Yeah, those guys are still doing well. And I mean, from that, from us meeting up at that Comic Con, I mean, the one thing you said to me, you're like, "Why are you not doing this with me? Why are you not doing cons?" And truthfully, I'd never even considered it. I didn't know that that was something that was a value. I didn't know that I could do something like that. And you're like, yeah, man, let me, let me make a couple of calls. Let me introduce you to some of my friends that are representing me in this business and, you know, and go out with us. And you guys put me in touch with, uh, with Zach and some other people and we got the ball rolling. I got to do some cons. So yeah. And that's that's been fantastic because even when we weren't, you know, I was still living in California. I still got to see you a bunch because we'd end up meeting on the road somewhere, you know, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I did. I mean, you know, I was lucky enough to get into the con scene and, you know, that was fun. And next thing I know, I remember my first con, I only had like one picture. I'm like, this is <laughs> my one picture. And I look over at your table and you got like 20 and helmets and merchandise and all this stuff. And I'm looking at my dinky little table and I've got like <laughs> two Sharpies and one picture. I'm like, hi, I'm Brad. <laughs> but I built it up, you know, yeah, I, I right. built it up over time. That's well, you right. know, you know, what's crazy is, um, so, you know, before we get into your story of how you got into VR Tuber. So, um, as, as time went by, you know, um, I joined the Marine Corps, got out and then I started mm-hmm. like reinvesting my time into seeing, um, lost episodes and things because I was in a war. So I, I, I missed a lot, you know? Um, and one of the things I was always searching for is, um, where did the cast of VR tubers go? Because you're right. There was conventions and like you guys kind of like dispersed after those seasons. Yep. Now, mind you, I got introduced into VR tubers cause I used to get up super early to go, um, train for baseball in, uh, when I was in high school. Yeah. And for some reason they were playing at a seven 30 in the morning <laughs> Yeah. and I would watch it. I'd be like, all right, this is a cool show. You know, same concept as power Rangers, but just a lot in, more into futuristic yeah. sense. And then like, you know what, before I even ask the question, what happened to you guys, let's get into the whole, how did you get into the VR trooper scene. Now I've heard stories from JDF about how you were supposed to be um, yeah. going into the Power Ranger scene, but we're here to hear from you. So go ahead. The yeah, floor's all yours, man. Let's let's see if his story and my story line. <laughs> yeah, up. yeah. Because I think I mean there's there's really only one story, and this is this is how it went down. Um, was I was I just moved to LA from Dallas. Um, it was I mean literally I think I was there maybe five or six months before this opportunity came up. So it it happened really fast, right place, right time. Um, I was a non-union actor. I wasn't in the union yet. So they're, you know, they're, if you're in the, if you're non-union, you, you can't, uh, you can audition for union shows, but there weren't very many non-union shows in Los Angeles. So um, I, you know, I just wasn't doing any, I, I didn't have any credits. I was like literally two commercials from Dallas that were on my resume. So, but I had an agent that was sending me out and the audition that came in, was it Katie Wallen? Katie, that, uh, yeah, Katie Wall was the casting yeah, director. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so that um, script came to me, and it was for, I can't remember the character's name, it might have been Adam, but it was for the um, new White Ranger. That was the part that I was reading for, was the White Ranger. I, I knew about the original the show, it was, you know, a smash hit going into the second season, they were looking for that character. So, went in there, 
audition, call back, did all the, you know, scenes and all the martial arts and, you know, the stuff that they wanted to see if you can do all the stuff. And I was, I was below average at both, you know, but I could get it done. <laughs> you know, it's like, can you hit a home run? No, but I can hold Fake it till you make That's it, baby. I, yeah. So, yeah. So I had that mentality and I was like, cool, I can, I'm going to do this move and I'll do that move and I'll make you believe that I've got what it takes. So, and, um, and it was a non-union show. So I think that probably played into my hand as well, as well as, you know, for you too. And everybody else that was on the show, if you weren't in the union, it was, there was a, it was a leg up for, for us actors that were, were not in the union. So, um, I ended up booking the role. I ended up getting the job. They say, Hey, you're going to be the new white Ranger. And I was like, cool. Um, and we went on set and everything was like, we, I was in mode to, um, to do power Rangers. And then I got a call from my agent and they said that they had spoken to Saban and here's what they told me that Jason who was doing the green Ranger at the time, Jason was, did the pilot for VR troopers, which was called Cybertron at the time. That was the working title. You go on YouTube and you put in Jason David Frank Cybertron, it'll pull up the the pilot have you ever seen it steve i actually have not seen the pilot i mean we yeah. i've always yeah. heard about it and everything right? but i just I, I didn't know it was out there to be honest yeah oh yeah make a note there's all kinds of stuff out there that wow. <laughs> that's wow. yeah. i had no idea that. yeah just make a note uh to go on youtube um put in jason david frank cybertron one word and uh, and uh it's the entire footage of vr troopers with him as Ryan Steele. Wow. But I think it, I think it was called Adam Steele in the uh, in the pilot. Oh, okay. So they sold that with the intention of Jason spinning off and becoming Ryan Steele, Adam Steele, whoever, the lead of Cybertron, which ultimately became named VR Troopers. Yeah. And uh, what they did is they called me and they said, hey, at the end of the day, um, Jason David Frank became so popular, we can't lose him from the franchise. Yeah. So instead of him going off and doing a spinoff series, um, we're going to keep him as the white Ranger and we'd like to offer you the lead part on what became VR Trooper. So, yeah, I, no, I remember, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. uh, I remember uh, about that because, um, when they had killed off the green Ranger, so to speak, um, back then, of course they didn't have email or anything yeah. like that. It was all snail mail and yeah. they were so inundated with, um, fan, fan mail, mail. Yeah. saying, bring that green Ranger back. You yeah. know, that not only did they swap it out where they took him off of the VR, VR Troopers um, pilot, mm -hmm. um, but they brought him back and then they made him the White Ranger and also made him the leader as well. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, it was clear that he was, you know, the uh, it was the JDF show at yeah. that point, you know? Yeah. No, and, <laughs> yeah, and I can't compete with that. So I just was like, you know what, I'll take my own show. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was nice going out on my own. Um, I, I'm curious what it would have been like to be a Power Ranger and really ride that that franchise wave with you guys. It, it was nice. Yeah, <laughs> you would have loved it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, as fate, you know, would have it. I got on VR Troopers and we only did a couple of years. And it was really a lot about the... Uh, um, a lot about the toy sales and we didn't have the nearly the worldwide, you know, response on toy sales. And that's really all the shows were. The shows were commercial, were commercial to sell for toys. The toys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And after a good after our season, either we were going to be Power Ranger toy sales status or anything less than that was unacceptable. And so we wrote out the second year and did threw in some more footage. And then by the end of the second year, they're like, OK, well, if we aren't going to sell toys then we're not going to continue wow. the show. So yeah, wow. that's just in and out, man, in and out. That's it, how I did. You know? Yeah, but but one thing that Brad did, which I really admired and and you know didn't really follow as as much as you know Brad took once he got into the union after that. I mean, you see him on everything. You know, I saw him on like <laughs> I saw him on Psych, I saw him on CSI, I saw him yeah. in like you know, shoot, I can't even remember off the top of my head <laughs> yeah. all the different. I went on a, He's always been in a lot of bit parts all yeah. the time. You know. And I was like, yeah. that's my boy right there. You know, yeah. I've seen him with long hair and shaved head. I think <laughs> Buzzed all yeah. kind of thing. Bald. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah um, so I, I do see here that you would definitely touched upon a lot of different, um, different things out there. I mean, prison break, monk, charmed CSI, like that's, those are like, you know, big time. There's some of them are still like either on replay being watched yeah. every day religiously yeah. or they're still going. And I do see here that you did do a voiceover for Power Rangers Zio. What yep. was that all about? I was a little Easter egg in there. I mean, there's some people that figured it out because I think my voice is, 
I've been told my voice is pretty identifiable. It's got that rasp to it. And, and people are like, Ooh, so the people were watching power Rangers and, and Steve will tell you better than anybody. If Saban can pay you once and get you to work twice, <laughs> let, you're going to do it. Oh so, Lord. Yeah. So I was on, I was on set and we'd always go in the same studio. We did all of our dubs and ADR in the same studio. And they asked me, they're like, Hey man, we're kind of in a bind. We've got this new footage for this uh, gold Ranger on Zio, but we haven't cast the actor yet, but we're like the, the episodes already in the queue for dubs. And they were like, would you want to do the voice? It's just going to be inside the helmet. So nobody's going to know it's you. And I'm like, okay. So I get on there and I, I start doing the voice for the gold Ranger from the introduction. And like the YouTube that gold Ranger debut, it's all me. And I did like, I think like seven or eight episodes in the helmet. So technically that's when I was a power ranger. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that counts yeah. Yeah, so, a long um, way. So, yeah. So, and then they brought in, you know, I think it was the triplets and that whole thing. And then Austin St. John. Austin, and, yeah. yeah. So that's how it all tied together. But, you know, initially, and it's funny, that's, that's the little, you know, the little Easter egg yeah. uh, secret of, yeah, I, I did the voice because uh, they didn't want to pay anybody else. Right. Oh my God, that's well, cool. I was biased too, but I always <laughs> thought it would have been cool if you had been on, been on the show with us, you know? Yeah, me too, man. And we never got that. a chance to do that. I mean, as, as much as I know you and Karen and all the rest of the guys that are, you know, just family to me now, um, you know, it's, I never got to do anything with you guys. We were yeah. talking about the uh, the movie. We were trying to get that fan movie going, you know, for a while. Yeah, and, the order. Yeah, yeah, we just couldn't get that thing off the ground. That would have been nice because it had been one project where we're all in on, and finally we get a chance to do something together. Yeah, yeah that so definitely how, what, would. What was ahead. that all about? Um, the order. So I think Steve would know more about it than me. I mean, they invited right. Me. So oh, it's it's Karen's project. Um, Karen yeah. actually and David Fielding wrote a script, um, and they call it's called the order. And um, essentially, it's like a post-apocalyptic, um, dystopian type uh, thing. And um, there ends up being like these two factions, um, you know, they're called order and chaos. And um, they basically are pitted against each other. Both sides think they're right. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, it's really just like, you know, everybody's really dressed in that, you know, like post-apocalyptic type style of... and. Um, you know, uh, and there's just a lot of great martial arts scenes. And so they wrote this script and then we all agreed all the different Rangers from every season. We pulled everybody from everywhere to, uh, to, to be a part of this thing. And, um, we had put together some footage to create a trailer, which would have was able to create the uh, buzz for it. You can actually go and look, you know, um, you know, the order, um, movie and check, look it up on uh, YouTube. It's a, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it came out really well. It was shot really well. Um, you know, uh, David Wall directed that, who was, um, one of the, one of the stunt guys, um, and, and on the, uh, on, on Power Rangers and, uh, everybody's, it was phenomenal. And we all just worked for free that day and put together this really cool trailer. Um, actually we, we worked for about three days on it. Um, and we had started to get the funding for it and everything. And then the unions stepped in and oh. uh, put the kibosh on the whole thing after we were already in rehearsals and it was like a couple of days before we were actually about to start principal photography. And That's what I know. I don't understand. So it wasn't super troopers two. Wasn't that fan funded in some way? What, I mean, am I wrong? It, it, no, I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I don't know anything about that, but um, you know, I don't know. There was some kind of, I don't know. I mean, some, I just, I just don't know why they, um, I don't know why that, yeah, I don't know why they um yeah why would they, would they that. Unless, unless somebody in the team said I, something you know yeah I don't I don't know to be honest you know I, I I didn't really ask um you know I just had heard it was put on hold for a little bit and I was like oh okay well no big deal we were all so busy anyway right. traveling and all that stuff like we were gonna have to put a lot of that on hold um in order to do this movie which we were all prepared to do but right you know. Uh, when they put it on hold, you know, I was kind of like, oh, okay, good. Cause you know, I've got like a lot of dates that I was going to have to cancel in order to do this movie. And, and, uh, I'm kind of glad that, uh, I was able to keep traveling. Right. So, so I just looked, I just looked it up. So 2015 crowdfunding campaign wound up raising $4.4 million. Second most successful crowdfunded campaign for Indiegogo 50,000 contributions, um, blah, blah, blah for super troopers too. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it was crowdfunded. Yeah. yeah. So I go, I go, okay. So it's not 
unheard of to perhaps a fan funded or assisted movie. So why? What's listen, the big deal? Listen, you know, I've I got plenty of scripts written in the past. I got some ideas. You guys are willing. We want to make them go, and we want to go. <laughs> out there, you know, put together a fan, another fan film. Well, you I can, think. Um, Everybody's riding high right now on the Legend of the White Dragon, Legend of White Dragon, yeah. um, which is all being crowdfunded right now, and uh, I think they're trying to hit the five hundred thousand dollar mark, and they're pretty close to it. So yeah. uh, if they hit that mark, I think they're going to start production on it. Yeah, pretty huh. cool. Just think about me and Brad, uh, J JDF. Yeah. Think about me and Brad when you when you start filming. <laughs> they're here, <laughs> you know. Bring East- a couple of Texas boys in, you know. Easter egg them, Easter egg them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so VR Troopers lasted for a couple of years. Um, were you guys, were you guys like filming, uh, rigorously like every other day or, or like, you know, two episodes oh, yeah. per day? Like what was going nah. on behind the scenes there? Shit. Four episodes a day. I mean, it was wow. nonstop. It's, it, it was without a doubt. It was the most, um, work like in a day. And I was young enough. That was the good thing. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not young anymore. Yeah, but we were like when you're 21. 17, yeah. yeah, I was 17. Um, and uh, I mean, you had to be up at 4:35 in the morning. We were in the makeup chair by 5:36. We'd we'd shoot from probably 7 a.m. to 7 8 p.m. It wasn't in the union, so you didn't have you know restrictions like on a union set. <laughs> yeah, and they just they just worked they just you worked to death, us, man. Yeah, they did. So yeah, we'd film um, our cluster, which is what you'd film every time we do four episodes. Um, per cluster and they'd film them all at the same time but you'd film four ma- four episodes every 11 days was wow. our was our turn time yeah so, it was it was about the same for us as well too yeah. um so you yeah. take all the all the scenes in uh the lab or you know in and wherever you're at with zordon you know we had a lab yeah. yet zordon so it's like wherever you were at we'd film all of the scenes that are in that each room. of those episodes and yeah then, and, and so yeah, you just literally stay because it's already lit. They light the scene for that day or two days or three days. And depending on how many times that was in those four episodes, you just film all those episodes at once. Wardrobe change, come back to the same set yep. over and over and over again. So then they'd wrap up everything that was in the lab and you're done with the lab. Now we're going exterior here or dojo here or wherever. So, yeah. It was actually a really smart way to do it. You know what I mean? Because like you know, they were all about cranking out production. Brother, I'm going to tell you, shows people, were coming on every single day. When, when people, people ask me about Saban and I mean, here's the deal. I mean, I, you know, he's a shrewd businessman. Heinz mm-hmm. a shrewd businessman. Everybody knows it. I don't think he's um, denying it. Um, I think, uh, I think Jason David Frank benefited from it. He's, he formed a really big bond with Heim and uh, was able to, I think if anything, you know, JDF was able to parlay that into his favor. I don't think the rest of us, you know, got that opportunity. Um, but I think Jason was smart enough to take that opportunity and that relationship and parlay it over into a massive post Power Ranger career, you know? So I'm not, I'm not upset with Haim. I mean, I, I just think he's a crude, you know, crude and shrewd businessman. He's going to get his. If you can get footage from Japan dirt cheap and get actors that aren't in the union young and dirt cheap, and if they bitch, you just – Swap them out, out, you know, and, uh, and so that, you know, when that happened uh, on Power Rangers, they looked at us and we were like, yeah, we're fine with our contracts. We're good. Don't we? (laughs) We just, you know, I was making for a 17 year old, I was making the most I'd ever made, but in hindsight, it was, it was BS and, and a, and a, what actors should be paid that are, that are on uh, series that are that, I mean, we're talking number one, number two in children's programming in the world, you know? You should you should be paid accordingly, and most and everybody usually gets paid accordingly, except we didn't. It just it was like here's what you get paid, and uh, if you don't like it, we can easily just swap you out. Right, and back then, you know, there there the, you know California was a right to work state in that mm-hmm. in that sense, so non union shows could be filmed there, and now they can't, um, which is why they moved the production to New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and then the guys, you know, the rest of the some guys got a good run of being in the union, like it went to Disney. And they started getting, you know, union and all yeah. these benefits and they couldn't work so long and residuals. I was like, yeah, wow, the residuals. Whoa, whoa. And stuff. Well, the one thing that I actually dug was that Jason Font from Power Rangers yeah. Time Force. He was two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so he got paid twice every single episode. I'm like, hey. he never had he never had to struggle like us. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're watching Font right now, you never had to struggle. Yeah, Font. Like does this does this mean you got Steve, you're gonna have to get Jason in here now to to kind of like 
Oh, to yeah, to, to uh, tell justify, his side of the story, justify, to justify this his reason. Two paychecks. Yeah, you're 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 in the future and you're yeah. in the past, and all of a sudden you get paid for the yeah. for the two different characters. Just, asking, just say, hey, Jason, I just got one question. This is from Brad. Do you feel guilty when you get uh, residual checks when you open those envelopes and know that you know you got those on the shoulders of other Power Rangers and <laughs> just got you know beat you know to death. Over there, you feel guilty at all? That's hilarious. So yeah, I actually think they didn't even ever have to wear their uni- their suits either, ever. Oh, really, yeah. you know what I mean? So I thought that was wow. Interesting. Yeah, they yeah. just all used all Japanese footage, so they didn't do uh, plain close fight scenes. Uh, I, oh, I, got I, I, it. From what I understand, they just filmed Jason from his dressing room, and they superimposed <laughs> everything around him. <laughs> he just kicked back in his, in his dressing room, and they just put all the rest of the you know cast around him and. All that. <laughs> no, Brad, you, knows I, uh, I, I guess him. I guess we're gonna have to. I mean, you know, obviously, as as you can see, Brad is here, like as a guest host with us. And as you know, um, with the Fantastic Duo show, you know, if not every single week, we're gonna try to get um, a lot of guest co-hosts coming in. So I think we're gonna have yeah. to get Jason Font in here to uh, come in and explain defend, himself. Defend himself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Brad, so do you stay in touch with any of the cast members? I, and listen, um, truth be told, man. Uh, I was a youngin watching you guys do your thing on TV. So, you know, uh, you know, it was either Kimberly, uh, you know, Amy Jo Johnson, whoever got body yep. had a crush on, or it was yeah. uh, Sarah, right? Uh, Sarah yep. Brown. Sarah I mean, Brown. Yep. who who later on went to uh, do um, uh, General Hospital. Yeah, General yeah. Hospital, right? Is Days that what it lives? is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Days of our lives or General well, Hospital? Both of them. Oh, both. Both of them. She won an Emmy in both shows killing she's, it she's won like three emmys she's that's crazy because that's why i remember flipping actress. through the channels i'm like i know that girl from somewhere i yeah. just don't remember where and then i looked yeah. into it i was like holy crap but do you stay in touch with them like do you see like yeah. i know i know it's a bond between like you know all you guys have had shows like this right during that time i'm pretty sure it was a big bond but does it ex- expand into the the rest of your life like it you, has in and, and kind of uh hits and misses like steve was talking you know all of us are doing our life right now so if if there's an opportunity and to catch up, we take advantage of it. Um, but I know Sarah's in LA and the hardest part with Sarah was she ended up having a child with Shuki Levy, the other executive uh, producer for Saban. So you could see where that might get sticky, right? Yes, sir. So, yeah. Um, having a kid, <clears throat> it's not, you know, it's not, you know, uh, unknown. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah. But um, I just don't, I think, she, I think I've got a sunspot that's grabbing me real quick. There's, <laughs> see that? Right there. Oh, there, there it is! Look at that. Yeah, right there. See, now, if you if you if you guys sign up for the uh, the the video of the this Patreon on, on Patreon, you'll be able to see Brad Sunspot in his in his. That's it, right? right? It's it's just a, a, you know what it is, Steve. It's the the spotlight is on him. That's you it. know yeah, what I'm saying? So. And this is and this is all we could afford. Right there, right there. Um. So so with Sarah, it got it got sticky because I I know that didn't end well and. uh and she she was very anti anything Saban oriented. So when it came to Comic Cons, everybody reached out to her. Gotcha. I reached out to her. Michael reached out to her, and she said absolutely not. I think she whatever happened. It's none of my business. But uh, whatever happened on that level put a, a bad taste in her mouth where she didn't want to have anything to do. Once she walked away from the show, she didn't want to look back. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it would have been an opportunity for her to reconnect with the fans, but I don't really know if that was necessarily a driving, you know, factor for her. I know she's a mom now, she, you know, she's a, a very dedicated and serious actress right now. Yeah. And I think c- the Comic-Con thing and to be surrounded by everything we're used to at a con where there's helmets and costumes and fan fans and all this stuff around you. I think that would have brought up some, some memories for right. her that yeah. she just didn't want to, you know, I wish she was here. She could answer that. But I, I think I'm close. I think I'm close. I just don't think she wanted to, to be reminded. And Michael, and Michael, you, do you, do you hear about him often or no? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mike, Mike's great, man. We have a great relationship. We don't talk a lot. I'd say we talk every few, maybe two or three months just to stay in touch, but um, he's happy. And uh, he's, I don't think he's doing too much acting anymore, but uh, he lives out in Oakland mm. and uh, he, we've done a couple of comic cons together. So um, he was able to come out and, he had the same reaction I had where I was like, wow, I didn't know we could do this. Yeah. And so we've, we've uh, done, I'd say we've done a handful, maybe four or five cons together. And uh, he's always been a great guy. Yeah. And he just, always was a good guy. He really he's cool. level-headed. Yeah. He's level-headed. The acting thing was never, never really his, his 
bag anyway. He just was, he was just really a great martial artist and he was a good enough actor, just kind of like all of us were, you know, trying to, trying to fake it, you know, <laughs> but he was legit. He was a legit martial artist. And I mean, he, he worked with me on a lot of stuff and made it, you know, made me a lot better. Um, whenever it came to the on-camera action stuff, I was always biting something off of Michael or having him teach me something, but yeah. So Michael's great. He's that's uh, cool, man. That's great to hear. That's great. Steve, I, I don't, I don't want to like take all the time, but do you want to? If you have any questions, I mean, he's your, he's your friend. I'm pretty sure you know everything about him. <laughs> oh, so I mean, I'm just, I, I'm I, just I moving, know, I'm just moving I mean, it along. You know, I'm just, you know, whatever you want to. If you have anything, just tell me. Hey, Alex, shut up. I want to ask something. No, no, no. I think it's uh, it's going along great. I mean, this is exactly what we wanted. You know, this is the the reason that we want to have some guest hosts in here like this is so they can come in and tell their story. And, and uh, you know, it's like people are already going to be used to you and I, Alex. So we want to give that person who's the guest uh, to, you know, talk about anything and everything they want, you know? So uh, um, actually, you know, maybe I will ask. Um, so after you left Power Rangers, I know that you are sorry. After you left VR Troopers, I know that um, you were in LA for the for quite a while still um, mm -hmm. doing a lot of like other acting stuff. What eventually brought you back to Dallas, and then eventually started opening up all your bars and stuff like that? How did uh, how did that all come about? Because I, you know, yeah, I'm a little unclear. Yeah. About that. Well, I kind of uh, I kind of went in a few different directions. Um, music was always my uh, passion. My family was very involved in music in the Dallas scene. That's a very dad, good country singer, by the way, too. <laughs> you, I, I would I used to be. I'm not I'm kind of I'm kind of questioning it now. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I just my dad was a singer and a musician. My uncle, my brother, everybody had house bands. They had cover bands. I mean, I grew up in a very musically inclined family you know, and uh, I'd end up getting on stage with those guys. And I learned a couple of Eagles songs and a couple of Bob Seger songs. And I'd get up and jam with my family's band. So I grew up around the music uh, scene. And uh, after I went to LA, I kind of put the, put the brakes. I didn't even think about music that much. I was just in LA to be an actor. And I focused on that and got VR Troopers. That was a two year gig. When I came out of that, I did a couple of uh, jobs. I got in the union, did a couple of uh, uh, shows and then the same uh, manager that I was that was representing me during VR Troopers and then the acting side, he was an ex music uh, like a music manager. He used to manage like um, what was it? Uh, poison was it? Poison? Poison? No, it was a uh, it was a uh, cherry pie. She's my warrant. Warrant. Uh, yeah. So you manage them. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other people, you know, from from way back. But he had hookups in the music industry. So when he asked me after VR Troopers, he's like, what else do you want to do? You want to, you know, you want to be an actor? What do you want to do? I said, well, actually, I'd really like to get back into music, which to him was new. He didn't know that I had any background in music at all. So he said, well, why don't you make me a little, you know, demo tape? And I got a karaoke machine, like a laser disc. Remember the big laser disc? things back in the day you don't steve um but, <laughs> the laser so they were, they were literally like that damn big he still um, has episodes of power rangers in those yeah they, they actually <laughs> do have the power ranger movie on laser disc it looks like yeah. a huge giant cd <laughs> yeah it is massive yeah. so um i bought this it was a karaoke machine and you could buy the karaoke discs on laser disc so I did a demo where I would sing and I had the CD and I recorded it to cassette and, um, <laughs> and he yeah, did a four song demo. It was like a, I picked a Garth Brooks song and a Brooks and Dunn song and a George Strait song and made a little homemade demo. He shot it out to Nashville <clears throat> to his friends out there. I, I probably could have done pop as well, but I didn't, I wasn't not, you know, 98 degrees. I wasn't Backstreet Boys. I wasn't a boy yeah. band. There wasn't enough of you to be in a yeah. boy, a boy yeah, band. It was just you. Yeah. It's just boy. It's just boy. a boy. Yeah. Yeah. One man yeah. boy, boy band. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So LA pop music scene didn't really appeal to me because my family was had country bands and loved country music. So that's what I grew up on, and I was like, yeah, Nashville. So we made the demo, shopped it out there, and the guy that he knew, it was just again that timing thing. His buddy became a big producer. He wrote, I can love you like that for all for one and uh, John Michael Montgomery. And it was number one on both charts, the country charts and the R and B charts. Right. So, so this songwriter was a producer. He was kind of, you know, on his way up because of that one song. And that's who my manager buddy knew. 
So when he gave him my tape, he was like, look, man, he's coming off of a hit show. Um, he's got a, you know, a decent voice. He's young enough. He's like, man, let's get him out here in the studio. So I went out there, <clears throat> picked out some songs from some Nashville writers that wrote real songs. And, uh, and I went in the studio and cut a couple, did a demo and shopped it around and got a deal with Curb Universal. So I ended up being a country country artist and went on the road and played uh, played music for three years. Look at that this dude, just walks between the raindrops, man. You know, never, <laughs> no, no bad shit happens to this guy, man. He just shit, one kick-ass thing to the next, to the next, I to win. the next, attaboy. It's, <laughs> it's so funny because people talk about this like, man, you were an actor. You were a singer, all this stuff. I go, yeah, I did all that in the early part of my life. I go, I've been living on credit since. I go, <laughs> I, I maxed out all my good luck credit cards and all my good fortune and uh, life experience credit cards up front, and now I'm paying for all of them. Yeah, so, yeah, right, yeah. But I mean, since <laughs> since then, I mean, I haven't had a, I haven't had a, I haven't been a lead on a series since VR Troopers ever. So yeah, that was my one. That was my one and done. I don't know yeah. why. Um, I would have loved to have been on another series, but I never got the shot. Um, music. I got one shot at it. I, I milked it for three years, had a blast. I was in my early twenties and playing 150, 170 shows a year, you know, and I was having a blast, but that was my one shot after that done. So right. you know, I kind of, and, so that, and that's sort of when you came back here to, to Dallas then. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I came back to Dallas and uh, wanted to reinvent myself. And it was 2006 kind of told LA, you know, I gave it a shot. I gave you 20 years of my life. And if it wow. hasn't happened by now, you know, I'm ready to move on. And uh, it was like a bad girlfriend, you know, it was just like <laughs> a bad girlfriend. Like, I gave you 20 years of my life. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I, now I'm done. And now I'm done. So, um, so yes, I just came back. Didn't really know what I was going to do. Uh, went out to a nightclub at the ghost bar at the W hotel. It was their grand opening weekend. The, the week that I moved back was the grand opening weekend of this massive Vegas style club that they built in Dallas. And I went and me and my friends all did a, a home warming, uh, like a house, uh, home warming, uh, welcome, welcome back party. Right. And so we got a table, we got bottles, we celebrated. I ended up getting to know all the managers there. And about two weeks later, I was like, I guess I need a job, you know, mm-hmm. now that I'm back home. So I called those guys and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I just moved here from LA. Are you guys looking for any extra help? And they were looking for another guy to be a VIP, you know, bottle service host and right. right place, right time. I got that job, stayed there for three years and then ended up moving on to bigger and bigger nightclubs and then got into restaurants and got into bars and I got tired of making people a lot of money. And I was like, it's time I end up right, working yeah. all that. Yeah, it's time to start getting some of that coming my way. Good You're right, Steve. Yeah. You're right, Steve. Not one bad thing happens to this guy. Yeah, yeah. And I just <laughs> met him. What I happened? Walks between, <laughs> walks between the yeah. raindrops. <laughs> that's no. a great. That's a great title. For, title for a movie. If it's not already out there. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think it between, is. Between Between the Raindrops. That's a good movie. That's yeah. a good movie. So so I, I had a one. Uh, um, when when you came back. Was it something that where people would recognize you um, or did you put the entire like uh, L.A. scene behind you, the VR Trooper thing? Like um, obviously people who've watched you like myself who grew up with with all these shows like you if we see you, we're like, wait, this guy looks familiar. Let me see, you know, get a little closer. It is him. Right. Do you get that now? Did you get it when you came back? How was that like for you? Every now and then I was, I don't think I've ever like been walked down the street famous. Um, that kind of thing. You know, people are like, Oh my God, look, it's so-and-so like that. I mean, randomly, I mean, randomly. So, um, I did a movie called boyhood Mm -hmm. uh, about four or five years ago. Um, wildly successful, um, nominated for, I think it was five or six Oscars. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I was a pretty decent sized character in that movie. So, and then it got all the Oscar, you know, uh, fanfare and all that stuff. And next thing you know, I'm at the award ceremonies and stuff like that. So that on my professional level was the biggest thing I had ever been, you know, wow. um, exposed to walking down the red carpet and standing next to Lenny Kravitz and, you know, was, you know, uh, Robert Duvall and all this stuff. So I'm just like, holy shit, I'm, I'm like here. I'm yeah. with the stars and they don't even know I'm nobody. You know, like that <laughs> kind of thing. So, uh, but I mean, that was probably in the moment just because of how, how big that movie was and how well publicized that was. There were times where I'd be out at dinner and they'd be like, Hey, excuse me, are you the guy in boyhood? You know? So right. that was like surprising again. Um, before that, 
if you, and Steve knows too, you couldn't go to anywhere like, you know, Universal Studios or anything like that when you were a Power Ranger or a VR Trooper, like you get kids running after you. Yeah. Like that was, so that was, if, if you were around a bunch of kids, you weren't right, safe right. and you get noticed all the time. Now you go somewhere, you go to a restaurant, there's no kids there. Nobody knows who the hell you are. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so, true. But, yeah. Like, um, like I was just, I was actually just going to say like, you know, probably after I left Power Rangers, like this was around 97 or so, um, you know, for like 10 years, I didn't have anything to do with Power Rangers and I never was recognized anywhere. But yeah. it was also at a time when there wasn't any of the social media that's out there now. There wasn't any Facebook yet. There wasn't any like Twitter, Instagram, none of those things yet. And the, the fans were also still growing up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, they were a good 10 years behind us. So yeah. it, they needed to hit into their, their twenties. And so I think all the things sort of came together all at once. You know, there was a resurgence of power Rangers because all of these fans now had platforms to, to talk about power rangers so there was the forums and all of a sudden it was you know um social media and everybody's getting on social media and the comic cons are also starting to swell and grow and 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 so the demand was there and sort of just all sort of snowball all at the same time and you know i remember for like 10 years i I wouldn't get recognized anywhere nothing like that and then all of a sudden like social media came around and and then the cons started happening and and everything all happened at once. And next thing you know, I'll be out in the bar, I'll be like, Hey, man, aren't you Rocky from the Power yeah. Rangers? I'm like, what's yeah. up? They're like, dude, let me get a selfie, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. and then now it, it happens a lot, you know? So it's just weird how it, how it came around like that. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. really, a timing thing because of our demographic, they were all so young and then there was no way for people to communicate with each other either. So yeah. where it really changed for me was when it went to Netflix, when it went to oh, Netflix, yeah. that was just like, dude, I'm, I'm watching this show. And then it happened through, and we communicate through social media was, Hey man, I grew up watching your show. It's on Netflix. Now I'm showing my son or my daughter, or I'm showing it. I'm rewatching the entire series because when I was a kid, I'm binge watching it. So Netflix definitely, once it went live, Netflix, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, there was a big, there was a, a spike yeah it was definitely a spike there. definitely yeah I, be- I believe it because um it, it's something that so for me um you know i do a lot of background check like if we're, we're going to be doing people different people on here I, i'll go back and rewatch things and it's so much easier yeah. now to go onto netflix you and know then- and 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 just say hey that there's ryan Steele, there's brad hawkins exactly <laughs> how i remembered him every <laughs> morning when i used to watch it you know and um you know my youngest daughter now she you know she plays with like I, I i got her all the like legacy figures of the uh power rangers so she's playing with them and um you know she enjoys she listens to the tune come on the tv and immediately like she wants to watch it it's weird right yeah. I mean, the, the generation there was a there's a gap there but to her is all brand new and it's still and now it's fresh so she yeah. knows who all the characters are same thing with the vr troopers i i'm trying to like get her into different things little by little i'm like living my childhood again through her yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool. sure very, sure through, yeah yeah uh, through her yeah <laughs> through her. very but, cool yeah very but cool. so so um really quickly man what's uh you have anything uh coming up is there anything that you want to plug is uh you know even the bar like what what anything that you want the fans and the people who obviously grew up with you and and are being reintroduced to you or who are new listeners who are now like oh i'm gonna go back and go check out netflix like anything out yeah. there you want to put out there man um well i mean yeah i mean they i think what'd be cool is if you know since even you guys didn't know about the cybertron uh pilot i think it'd be cool for anybody who's a Power Ranger fan or a VR Trooper fan or both, you know, to go check out that pilot. Cause that's, it's, it, you usually don't get to see pilots, yeah. you know, you don't get to see what, what they sold, what the production company sold to get um, the, um, the series funded. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's, what's funny to me is watch JDF in my same wardrobe doing all the same stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's like a parallel universe thing. Yeah. Cause you're like, no, 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 but that's, that's my character. And that's, that's not, you're not supposed to be that you're you, I'm me. And so it's right. pretty funny to, uh, to go back and watch it because it's all the same sets, all the same stuff. And wow. it's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's we cool, have this, but, you know, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you guys off again, but I think we'd be really doing a real disservice if we didn't touch on some important things with Brad guys. Um, you know, Brad is like the main guy in Goblin Slayer. He is uh, the main character. Like, he he he's still relevant to this day. Yeah, he this does guy. all yes. kinds of anime yeah, voiceover that's stuff. My, he is my goblin he is right the there. man, and that's that show in the anime Dude. world is blowing 
up, man. So yeah, well, guys, yeah, we, yeah, know, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I know. I, I I wanted to touch on it, you know, and 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 make sure that people knew. That's that's where know. I was going. I was hoping you would bring it up here. because I have it here in front of me, and I was going to. Dude, start... you guys are the interviewers. Oh no, yeah. I, know, I, know. I know. Supposed to have supposed to have this this stuff. We're laid on, out. We're on it. We're on it. <laughs> um, actually, you know, one, one other thing we can say too, we can we go, go back and talk about Goblin Slayer, but you know, one of the hopes for us is that we can get Brad back quite often. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, you know, kind of like sort of be like, you know, one of the anchors of people that comes back a lot. Um, yeah. you know, so I'm hoping he's down to do that with us. Um, but you know, one of the things that we want to do when we do that, what that we're doing with this show is, you know, all the people that do sign up with the, with, um, the, uh, the video portion of our show on Patreon, um, we're going to be doing weekly prize giveaways. So maybe Brad, if you're down this, this week, oh, yeah. um, maybe put together a signed, I don't know, maybe if you got a signed Goblin Slayer yeah. or maybe you do. got a, a it, yeah, I'll do. We usually have these for the cons, you know, Fantastic. but it's got, it's got Goblin Slayer right here and I could, you know, write some stuff and you just tell me how many, uh, how many photos or would do some kind of contest and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I got, well, we're, we're got gonna, plenty of pictures. Yeah, yeah. We're just, we're going to pick weekly winners and then we get, we plan on bringing that, 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 that uh, person onto the show to do a little cool. five minute interview with that person that won. So each yeah, week cool. we're going to bring, you know, one of the fans in to do a little bit of hosting with us as well too. Um, nice. So maybe, yeah. So this next week uh, we'll probably give away, uh, you know, the uh, signed Brad Hawkins uh, autograph, which I think was tits. So make yeah, sure you yeah. guys uh, definitely sign up with the Patreon and, uh, and, and not only check out the whole video and enjoy, you know, us interacting with you can see our faces and whatnot, but uh, at the yeah. same time, you know, get the chance to win. And there's a lot uh, of things. Cool shit. Your anime list is is strong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's strong. Kinda, it's, it's so, strong. Yeah. It, yes. There was one. Yeah, was one day I went on IMDb and I was looking for the name of some character. Somebody was like, "Hey, what was the name of that character in that show?" So I was like, "Hold on, real quick." I went on IMDb and I was like. Oh my God, this is all anime. I was like, I had, I had no idea that I'd done that many. You get into, how did you get into the anime shows, scene? Because yeah. anime, um, listen, anime is, is like, because of Netflix again, they're bringing yeah. in so much anime uh, to the, you know, regular consumer, not somebody yeah. who knows about anime, that it's blowing yeah. up. Yeah, I, 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 again, I'm going to tell you, man, um, I'm just, I, I'm a big believer in right place, right time, right, you know, connections, that kind of thing. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time. And I've, I've, I've seized the opportunity if it was in, put in front of you, in front of me. Um, uh, when I moved back in 2006, uh, there's a company here called Funimation and mm -hmm. they do most of the dubs here in Texas. It just so happens that out of anywhere, they do them in Texas and they do them pretty close to where I live, which is, I'd say 30, 40 minutes. It used to be in Arlington, Texas, um, when they were smaller. And, uh, I mean, my agent called and she goes, Hey, there's a company and, um, they think you got a good voice, but they do a lot of walla. So you just be you and a bunch of other people making noises in a booth, or you might be a bunch of rowdy, you might be at a fight scene, an army scene of, you know, whatever background noise, just right. background noise. And I was like, okay, I can, I guess I can do background noise. So first thing was, uh, and I went in there and they're paying you 50 bucks an hour. I mean, it was nothing just to, to stand behind a microphone with a bunch of guys and BS for a little while and make noises and background noise so i started out in walla and um you know there's nothing worse than being in a you know three by three booth with five grown men there's a real there's a real hygiene yeah well that wouldn't fly would not fly here now with the yeah no 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 the covid restrictions you know yeah there were no social distancing in the booth yeah right yeah so i mean and i started doing that and then uh you know next thing they're like hey can you bounce into studio c because they did they did a bunch of shows. They're always rotating anywhere from probably 20 to 30 different anime shows. Wow. And they're like, Hey, could you go on studio C? They need a security guard. So it's like, you know, hold, wait, or I'll shoot, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Thank you, Brad. You're out. So then I became security guard number five and then I became demon number six. And then this guy, <laughs> and then it just started working into where all of a sudden this character becomes a recurring. And then the character that I did in this scene, they would tell me becomes, you know, they just bought the streaming rights. So now I've got a hundred more episodes of that one character I did one time became a series. So, and Goblin Slayer is one of those very rare opportunities where I got a chance to be the lead and audition. So awesome, man. So awesome. And then the show is, you know, pretty, That's pretty crazy. Raw and fun. That and, is, yeah. that is like yeah. next level so yeah, stuff. 
so yeah, it's 15 years now. Now I'm, you know, wow. straight up 15 years doing, doing voiceover. And- See, Alexis, man, I'm telling you, dude, this is the between the raindrops, dude, man. <laughs> I, you oh, know, no I was, I was, well, guy, well right? he was, well, he was talking, by the <laughs> way, ladies and, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you're not, if you're not watching the Patreon, you're not part of our Patreon with the video, you're, you're missing out. Cause as we're talking, I'm looking at Steve and Steve's making the face of the, yep. The rock between the range. Well, here we go again. And I'm like, he's, he's going to say it. I'm waiting for him to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's yeah. No, man, you know, I mean, Brad is my brother, man. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, you only want the best for your, for your people that you really care about anyway, man. So I was like, you know, I'm just nothing but stoked for this guy, you know, and, uh, it's cool too, to be, have a friend like that because, you know, it's really cool to be able to go to certain places and get, you know, to drink and have a nice discounts or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? So you always Take look out for each other. other exactly. Yeah. You know, so We're uh, definitely taking care of each other. Now, yeah. where's, your bar, where's your bar exactly at? Now, I, I went to Dallas uh, a couple years ago for the very first time. Uh, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. So yeah, me too. Um, right I, was, I was able to go out there for the very first time and watch my first game. Dak throw his first touchdown pass. Oh, yeah. They beat the, the Chicago Bears like 36 to 10. I was going oh, yeah. insane. So yeah. where is you know, where are you at located out there? Uh, I am in North Texas, so I'm around the Plano, Frisco, um, the Colony, Louisville, Allen area. Yeah, I'm we both are. Yeah, I'm a, north. Yeah, we're north of uh, we're North Texas. You so go the any bar, the bar itself is is so. Uh, I've know. got one in the in Carrollton. It's a sports bar in Carrollton called the Chop Shop, and then nice. um, we got Shakerton's, which is a craft cocktail bar in the Colony, Texas. I opened up Sushi Marquee, which is my 80s, 90s themed sushi, uh, sushi bar. Awesome spot, guys. If you ever come yeah. to Dallas, you need to come to Sushi yeah. Marquee. It's it, it's in the uh, yeah. it's in the Star um, yeah. uh, uh, Center, which is where the uh, Cowboys practice stadium yeah. is, and it's a super upscale um, shopping center with the you know the big Cowboys you know practice field right in the middle of yeah, it, yeah. and then right yeah. off to right off to the side, you pull up in your little ballet and you go right up the escalator, and there's Sushi Marquee. And when you walk into this joint, it's it's sick, man. It's like yeah, cool yeah. If you're if you are a if you're a Cowboys fan, Alex, and uh, it would you would you you it blow you away, yeah, because you're in the middle of Dallas Cowboys everything. Like it's the world headquarters, the practice field, everything they've got, all the legends everybody who's in the uh, ring of honor they have podiums you can take pictures in front of with all their stats on yeah. it and that's in the middle of a bunch of restaurants and i was fortunate enough to be one of those restaurants chosen uh for that so we got a really cool 80s 90s themed uh sushi bar yeah, that's there. amazing that's amazing Very yeah. cool yeah uh, i yeah. highly recommend anybody comes to dallas they need to go yeah. to a uh, sushi marquee and check that spot yeah, out. i'm really not even a big fish fun. eater and i go to that spot <laughs> all the time because it's a fun dope. time yeah it's good times yeah for sure yeah it's um, fun time. Yeah, steve do you have do you have anything else for brad steve uh, no nah, man i mean uh you know i i feel like um you know like you know doing doing these multiple times you know we'll get him back you know uh more and more and we'll have all kinds of cool things that we can talk about you know we don't feel like yeah. we gotta get it all in right now right, you know exactly um so uh, but yeah if there's anything else you want to bring up um, well brad for sure um the very last thing is and and we won't even i, I think i want to save it for the next time you come but i i we need to create a vr troopers lightning collection man like you know People need those those uh, figures out there. You it's know, not like, up to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, you I, mean, need, you, you know, I, I needs to make that phone call. Hasbro, you know? has, Hasbro has the rights to all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking around. It's funny. I'm, 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 in, I'm in my office and I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, I got. Wow. That's, that's about the best that I got. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's all the toys we made. That's, that's what I'm it. saying. Like, you know, it's the collectors out there is a resurgence of all these 90s toys and people want them. You know, I've seen yeah. I've seen it at first hand. People are going crazy for these things. But um, Brad, you know, on, on, on behalf of myself, again, this has been a surreal moment for me again. Like, you know, I'm here with Steve. I have no business being here with him. And <laughs> and, and, and now I'm, I'm here with you, you know, so I, I, I definitely have no business being around you either. So no, I'm just man, a, you, oh, you, dude. Brad, you like, you know, don't sell yourself short. Alex, Alex, yeah. that, Alex, man, he, he produces all kinds of podcasts for all kinds of people, you know, about housewives, yeah. of, housewives of New Jersey and all that stuff like that. Oh, he, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he does his thing. He does I do, his I do thing, my thing. I just, I don't talk he's about it. He's a good it. producer, man. He's a really good yeah. producer. So don't, so don't you sell yourself short, Thank buddy. you, sir. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But um, if is there anything that 
that you uh social network wise that you want to um put out there like uh that you're more active on so that people can follow you i mean all my all my handles if anybody wants to you know talk to me or you know communicate at all or follow um every, all my handles are at mr brad hawkins so yeah at, you can at, yeah everyone yeah, so uh, tw- all of them twitter the facebook yeah, grinder the, the, all of yeah, them yeah the interweb the <laughs> tweeters and the grinder yeah. yeah so it's all at at mr brad hawkins <laughs> that one just so went we keep, over his head yeah yeah <laughs> all the grind no i heard it yeah I heard <laughs> it. <laughs> all right guys um uh, once stuff, again man. once again uh make sure to check us out on patreon at uh fantastic duo show just go to patreon.com and search for fantastic duo show where you'll be able to find our tears in there and everything that will come along with that um and you know if you guys want to hit us up on on our instagrams uh steve let them know your instagram sir yep you got it it's uh steve cardenas pr that's pretty much all my handles to tweet twitter and all that as well um so uh yeah you can fo- you can follow us there we're gonna always post up um you know the episodes uh, upcoming episodes who we're gonna have that week and you know whatever you know if there's anything special we're gonna discuss as well we'll always kind of pre-announce that on on those so make sure you uh you know um you know turn your notifications on on your social media for us uh and um that way you can find out what's cracking you know what i'm saying for so, sure uh, and brad dude seriously brother i appreciate you coming on and doing this with yeah, us man. man so uh, it's yeah. our it's our second week doing the show and um this is a real nice treat man you know as always it. it's always good to hang out hey thanks for having me on the show best of luck guys yeah. i'm really proud of you guys and i want to see you I want to see you take this thing and run with it Word. thank you and you and and ladies and gentlemen you can follow me at alexis cardoza and to end things don't forget that um to follow all of us here because you never know when we're dropping some type of giveaway via uh steve's uh archive and um steve uh we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of do this for a second week uh drop drop that hotline for us as we say goodbye what's up ranger fans it's morphin time hope you guys have a more phenomenal week and uh join us next week on the fantastic duo show later guys <laughs>